1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on the long-awaited return of top-flight football in Scotland. Celtic kicked off their campaign with an Odson Edward hat-trick in a 5-1 win against Hamilton. Rangers are off and running after seeing off Aberdeen at Pataudry. And there were wins for Hibs in St Mirren with Ross County and Motherwell completing the fixtures tonight. I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me in the studio, Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. It's life, but not as we know it. However, credit where it is due. We got goals, we got controversy, we got talking point and we get all of that in each of the five premiership games played at the weekend Neil Lennon said you have to generate your own excitement in empty grounds well 10 teams did just that fair play to them Alex it's been a long yeah. old couple of months it's not quite football as we know it as Hugh says but it's football it's ours and it's back yeah regardless Gordon it was great to be back it was good to be talking about football for you know several months now and uh, you know the old firm get back to winning ways Jack Ross and uh, Jim Goodwin will be delighted as well good three points to get up and running Dundee United picked up a point but some good stuff over the weekend Cannot beat this Monday night discussion I've missed it terribly What did you make of your team's performance at the weekend? It's as simple as that We've not been able to ask you the question in ages So let's do it again What did you make of your team's performance at the weekend? 0141 951 1025 Don't be shy, let's hear from you And we're also on Twitter At Clyde SSB Again Hugh The questions I've been longing to ask you for the last few months as always, on a Monday night, give me your f- result of the weekend to kick us off. I'm going Celtic 5, Hamilton Ackies 1. Celtic played their last league game in March and scored 5. They played their first league game of this season four months later and score 5. That's generating your own excitement. Alex Ray, your result of the weekend? Yeah, I have to go for Rangers. Uh, Gordon, a uh, really good, strong performance. Uh, I think that'll encourage Stephen Gerrard. But to take three points in the opening day, it was a potential banana skin. Uh, so it was a good uh, performance. Right, goal of the weekend. Some good quality on show to kick yeah. us off. What gets your decision? I'm going for Kilmarnock's Chris Burke. <sighs> I know that the free kick did not save Kilmarnock from a defeat. However, Chris Burke is someone who is trying to run up the goals and not run down the clock at the end of his career. I can relate to that. <laughs> I have to be honest with you, Gordon. What an unbelievable great strike, strike. wasn't it? Yeah. To see him, but we spoke about him last week as well, about his enthusiasm for the game and to score a goal and you know lead his team, but unfortunately it was short. But I'm going for Liam Craig. Technique, ball, because it was really poor play by Conley, you have to say, but the, you know, take that in the volley. To get his team back in it He gave away the penalty With the handball So redeemed himself Yeah Dundee United won St Johnston won In the battle of the new managers This is one that requires A bit more thought Your howler of the weekend I give you a bit of a blank canvas here mm. It can be A refereeing mistake A sitter in front of goal A goalkeeping error Anything you like What was your howler of the weekend? Andy Considine And that challenge On Scott Arfield At Pataudry Andy We're trying to play a game of football here that was excessive and it was dangerous. Yeah, I am going for Eastwood, the young boy up in loan for the first goal. He got caught in no man's land, resulted in a 
the Hibs player just dispatching it uh, past him and uh, unfortunately and uh, misinformation we have to correct this because he was not at fault for the second goal so uh, you know he made a couple of decent saves but in that instance he had a howler 01419511025 that's the number you need to have your say speak to Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray and if you would rather tweet them abuse instead uh, you can do that as long as you're semi-polite at Clyde SSB so it's quite simple on a Monday what did you make of your team at the weekend? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it somewhere in the middle? Who stood out for you? Is that a marker uh, for the rest of the season? You tell us. We do have Monday night football in the Highlands, Ross County against Motherwell. And of course, whilst we've got the transfer window still a long way from closing, I'm sure there will be lots of questions surrounding players coming and going. So give us a call or send us a tweet. We're here until 8 o'clock Let's get stuck right in We'll start with the most recent game If you like That makes sense doesn't it Hugh Celtic Park yesterday Neil Lennon says He was delighted with The quality And mentality That he saw from his players yesterday He also says They'll be desperate To stave off Any interest for Odson Edward Yeah it's a brilliant start And uh, You know More pleased with the second half Wasn't There's a lot of things We needed to iron out First half A little bit passive And lacking intensity In our play with the ball and then second half um, got a brilliant response and a real powerful performance second half and you know to score five goals after such a lengthy layoff it speaks volumes for uh, the players mentality and, and their quality you know and their will to win so absolutely thrilled with that yeah. great goals you know it, it's this volume of goals that's really pleasing me you know and um, they were strikers goals today normally you associate Watson with brilliant individual goals but you know there were a few top ins and near post run so yeah, absolutely thrilled and I'm sure he's happy but we are as a team you know looking to improve now and, and build on what we started with you'll not want any much extra attention on him before the end of the transfer can't help it you know it's just inevitable and um, um, but we'll try and stave off any admirers I'm sure there's plenty out there but we love having him here and he's enjoying being here you mentioned Martin O'Neill who was uh, at the game said that uh, Odson Edbard was the best Striker since Henrik Larsson There's no higher praise than that uh, So they can't stave off interest uh, They'll just have to keep their fingers crossed That uh, Odson Edward is willing to stay And see if he can help win 10 in a row Because the supporters believe With Odson Edward It is 10 in a row Without Odson Edward I'm not sure Was that the type of performance We've come to expect from Celtic In recent yeah. seasons Alex Where even if like Aki's did there, there was a minor scare In the first half The attacking quality Just means that they tend To, to blow teams away at times Yeah I think it was inevitable Gordon watching the game You know uh, With great respect to Hamilton There's a lot of Young naive players Just learning their way And Celtic have all these guys That are kind of At the top of their game Even their younger players Are kind of playing at that level For, for a reason And they were actually overwhelmed You know the way they attacked From the full backs You know the way they Interlinked in the middle and, and when you listen to Neil Lennon there speak about Edward, it was it, it was more of a striker's performance, you know, a couple of tap-ins, you know, one across the face. Uh, so instinctive being in the right place. And it's a, it's a terrific start for him to get up and running. We'll go over as many of the weekend's big talking points as possible. 01419511025. Let's start with the most recent game, though. Celtic against Hamilton Ackies. Brian and Sterling, what did you make of it? Scintillating. Absolutely magic. You think about, um, and I'm going to refer something to our good friend Hugh said, "Good evening, Hugh. Good evening, Alex. Hello, Brian. Yeah, hi, Brian. So the other night there, you, you talked about pressure, Hugh. Hugh, I want you to talk about that all the time. If that's the kind of football, I hope the boys are listening to SSB and then you, you in particular, <laughs> because you talk about pressure as though that's uh, something that 
shouldn't, I, I don't know if it's something that, that comes from the fans, from the media, but see if you play for Celtic and you're not under some kind of pressure, then I think you're at the wrong football team. Because we demand winning. We demand winning. We demand the best of football. Even, and I'll take you back a wee bit, even when Ronnie Dela's uh, team was uh, winning leagues, it wasn't good enough because it wasn't the kind of football that we wanted to watch. It wasn't the kind of football at 53 that I've been brought up with. The Tommy Burns year when they didn't win anything, some of the best footballers in life. But we'll come back to that today. For me, the best player in the park was not the hat-trick scorer. Um, I felt that it all started from the back. We Taylor was out of this world. I thought, you know, it looks to me that you've we've not missed the wonderful Kieran Tierney, and I absolutely loved that guy at Celtic. He was everything. But this retailer put himself into a position where he's, you know, he's, he's going to be the left back for as long as he wants and stays injury free. He was outstanding. It's good for Scotland because I know we've got the left back and the right back situation with we, we, um, um, the, the Liverpool lad and uh, Robertson and Tierney. But Taylor coming into that position and he, he does the full back from, from uh, and in the wing back position so well. His crosses were really dangerous. But the whole team from the back playing forward was really outstanding. Really outstanding. And it was great to watch. The only thing that was really sad was that the fans and yourselves weren't in the ground to watch a flag day. Well, we did compare Greg Taylor to Kieran Tierney in the sense of the crosses being so spectacular and creating the goals for Odson Edward and Jeremy Frimpong. Uh, so, yeah, he had a great performance. Whether that made him man of the match or whether it should be Odson Edward, it's neither here nor there, really. Uh, Celtic got five goals and the points. With regard to pressure, Brian, I remember when Celtic were trying to stop Rangers from winning 10 in a row. The whole season was the most stressful experience, and you remember it well. But I remember going to the final game of the season, Celtic-St. Johnston as part of the Super Scoreboard team. And I remember men literally trembling with excitement and nervous anxiety in case Celtic blew it at home and Rangers got 10 in a row. So this is a unique season because it's Celtic's turn now to try and get 10 in a row. The players of Celtic and Rangers do have a unique pressure on them this season. Uh, Alex, I imagine that the best thing for Greg Taylor is, is to not get compared in any way to Kieran Tierney And it's partly my fault I think I mentioned it But purely in the context of That low ball across the six yard box th- th- That was all I meant In terms of comparing his players I'm not sure that will really uh, get anyone anywhere um, But nevertheless, important for him to come in and, yeah. and have two impressive assists yesterday Yeah, I think the important thing for him is He's got the nod, first and foremost, over ball and golly Because that gives you confidence, Gordon And the way that he played... Um, and I mean this with a great respect to Hamilton. The fullbacks have the, the the kind of freedom to constantly attack that. The two balls that he put in were absolutely excellent, and uh, you know it gets him up and running. So he will have to take plenty of confidence. But then you look on the other side, you've got Frimpong tapping it in at the back post, and that mm. just shows you the freedom and the license they have against teams like Hamilton. But on the flip side of that, you have Brian Rice, who's got young guys, and when you look at guys like Lewis Smith who are sleeping, allowing Taylor to get in behind, it was great for the development because you know one thing. Brian Rice will be showing them that today and going, when you're playing there, you have a responsibility to track the fullbacks. So it's a good learning curve for Brian's boys, but you know, it's really encouraging for Celtic. Brian Rice, thanks you to Brian in Stirling. Let's speak to Gerard in Coatbridge. Hi, Gerard. Hi, Gerard. How are you doing, Duncan? Not bad. How are you? 
Not bad. Good I'd man. like to welcome you all back and uh, hope you are all safe. That goes to the whole the team. Thank he's you. a he's a magic, he's brilliant uh, super scoreboard. I just wish you'd get the commentary back. So I would. Oh, the uh, thing is, Hugh needs to stay. He's, he's getting to that age. We need to keep him warm in the studio. That's that's the real reason behind it. Forget <laughs> broadcasting rights. It's, it's got nothing to do with that. We just like him in here, Gerard. Yeah, but I've never heard of Jeremy Neeson since he's, he's left the, the, the programme, if you know what I mean. But that's something like my, I've got a couple of points about um, yesterday's game and Saturday's game, plus some of the transfer uh, speculation. Go for it. Well, I, I feel that uh, yesterday Celtic just blew out. No, no disrespect to Hamilton at all, but the point I'm trying to make is last year Rangers found it hard to to win at Ibrox and that was way supporters what are they going to be like without them well that's for Rangers to answer you know we'll find out on uh, Sunday Sunday uh, when they play St Mirren at Ibrox they, they, they did uh, well for the first half against uh, Aberdeen scrappy to use the manager's word in the second half at Pataudry so they went from snappy to scrappy but they still got the three points at Aberdeen so that's that's a fair start yeah, of course. I was uh, going to put the likes of Pataudry and getting a one 0 Any kind of victory off it, Pataudry is usually good. But to myself, I actually bet Rangers in my coupon, and because Aberdeen had no no team whatsoever. Well, they I had thought, a team, but they just yeah. But I thought Rangers should have won a lot more comfortable than that. And, I, and, it, and to be honest, it could come down to goal difference. Well, it's a long way away, Gerard. It's a long way away, that's for sure. But listen, when you go back to Celtic's performance, I think they overwhelmed Hamilton. And I think Rangers, as as Hugh rightly says there, for the first half, they were really impressive, you know, the way they popped the ball. When you look at the stats as well, because that's obviously a good indication in terms of territory, taking the ball, uh, dominating the ball, and then obviously the amount of goal uh, opportunities they had over the piece. I think the disappointing thing will be that they didn't score more goals, but three points up and running, that's the most important thing. What were the transfer stories that were on your mind, Gerard? Yeah, I think the two main ones is uh, Morelos for Rangers. Now, I think if Morelos goes, that's handing the basically the the league to uh, to Celtic because where are you going to uh, repay or replace all these goals that Morelos scores? I know you can get strikers in, and the same goes for Celtic if, if Edward had to go. But at the, same, at the same time, I feel there's been one player named in the Celtic transfer business, was Ivan Tony, and there's been nobody named so far from Rangers. But at the same time, these players can come in and have howlers, as it's been, it's been proved in the past. Well, just because no names have been mentioned, that doesn't mean to say that no names exist. You know, Ivan Tony uh, came into the public domain because Barry Fry at Peterborough uh, put it in the public domain. Um, Celtic or any other club don't really want their transfer targets to be all over the back pages. They'd rather do it uh, quietly. But that's up to Barry Fry. Uh, with regard to Morelos and Edward, it's one of the great imponderables. What would the effect be of Losing Morelos Well he hasn't scored a league goal in 2020 I know we've had a, the, the big break for COVID-19 But his last goal in the league for Rangers Was um, Boxing Day 2019 uh, But I'm certain that if he does go uh, There will be a list of names That Stephen Gerrard has in mind And that they are already known to everyone inside Ibrox For me the big one is Edward. The Celtic fans believe that if Edward stays 
they'll get 10 in a row I'm not sure they believe Celtic will get 10 in a row if Edward goes I don't know Alex if, if what impact yesterday's performance makes I'm sure if you're aware of Odds and Edward you, you're aware of him already but nevertheless he clearly picked up where he left off last season didn't yeah, he? Yeah but without doubt Gordon he will already be on people's radars they would have seen what he has done domestically and in Europe he has developed really nicely uh, when he first came to Celtic he was playing off the left hand side now he's a, the right through to number 9 the question mark was could he play and replace Dembele is looking as if he's going to kick on and surpass him so these clubs have recruitment departments Gordon and they'll have I don't know maybe a half a dozen potential targets each maybe two or three you know just to add uh, you know we haven't really we, you know we lost a lot of players you know seven or eight you know in the close season you know Moy was already here so we've only brought really one in extra and that's, that's Vassal so in terms of the playing pool, we'd like to add maybe two or three more if we can. Based on, on, is he the best striker you've ever worked with? I mean, I've you know, worked with... It's too early to say. I think he's got the potential to be anything he wants to be, really. You know, his all-round game, he's, he's a fantastic player. Um, I've worked with different types. Obviously, Hooper's a great goal scorer. Griffiths is a great goal scorer. You know, I worked with Heskey towards the end of his career. I played with him at the start, but he's up there with anything, no question. And he's, he keeps rewriting, you know, his own sort of story here at the minute. Let's get the thoughts of Andrew and Cheltenham. Hi, Andrew. Hello. How's it going? All right, yeah, how are you? Not too bad at all. What did you make of the action over the weekend? Oh, it was great. But that's, you're saying, the man saying now, if Edward goes, he's not sure if we're going to get 10 in a row. But he's had uh, two that have passed to him on a plate. So I think that even with the players we got, that uh, we still manage it. And then Kilmala come on and shown us what he can do. And uh, maybe we not got what it is in Europe if Edward goes, but definitely for the league, I think I think we'll be all right. Well, I'm not sure that that is uh, an impression shared by the entire Celtic support. I think the, the Celtic support would be distraught if Odds and Edward were to go. And I do understand that we're talking about tens of millions of pounds uh, and you know it's a great temptation, but I think in this of all seasons, Celtic have to resist temptation because Peter Lawwell, the chief executive, will know what ten means to the supporters, and I'm sure that Neil Lennon would rather the Odson Edward stayed right where he is than go elsewhere. Yeah, I think you, you, you look at Celtic's options, Gordon, you've got Kamala, Bio, who looks as if he's going out of the way as well. Griffiths still to get back up to speed. If they lost uh, Edward in terms of the level he's playing at on a weekly basis and what he will be delivering over the course of this season, you most certainly have to get a replacement. There's already speculation about the West Ham player. Yeah, in. reports this afternoon that Neil Lennon's held further talks across the weekend as Yeti. Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. So you, you look at that and it's very much in his mind that he needs one the now with... Uh, you know, Edward in mind. So even still, if Edward goes, I'd be even surprised if there'd be another two players coming in. What do you think, Andrew? I'd rather he stayed. I would rather Edward stayed. I'm sure everyone would. But if it, if he does go, then like you said, with the money, we've got enough to get back up in. So I think we'll still be all right. But everyone would rather he stay. But the whole the whole squad. Seem to be on it at the minute. Not it's not just about Edward. The whole squad seems to be on top of their game, and they know what. Well, the fans are, are, are always have two things in mind. They want the best players who are there to be staying there, 
And they want the best that Celtic can get To be brought in I'm quite sure the fans want more players brought in uh, Even before they go to Kilmarnock on Sunday Andrew and Cheltenham, good man Hopefully we'll speak to you soon The weekend got off to a fast start at Pitodre At lunchtime, Aberdeen against Rangers on Saturday We will look back on that one After we get the travel with Stephen You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back On all of the weekend's Big talking points We need your help though 01419511025 We're going to move on To events at Pitodre So Rangers fans What did you make of it? Were you impressed? Who were the standouts? What about Leon Balogun For instance Debut for him Ryan Kent with the goal Alfredo Morelos Always gets talked about So why not share your thoughts with us Just a couple on Twitter Before we do move on Clyde SSB At John's Confident He says Klamala will become A super striker Ten in a row With or without Edward Jock McSporran Says Played well Main concern is Brown Looked ponderous at times Slow to turn No pace Plenty desire Good positional sense But needs to play less This season He's going to be Half a player Against Rangers Or in Europe 01419511025 Rangers fan Stephen Gerrard says His side put down a marker It was a 1-0 win at Pitodri He says they faced A lot of pressure To get three points And is happy With how they handled The occasion We knew when the fixtures Come out That this would be A big challenge And a tough test We've got big respect For Aberdeen here it's a, it's a tough place to come So I want to praise my players And give them a lot of credit Because I thought we were excellent First half Played some really good stuff Showed our style And built on our pre-season form If you like And second half It wasn't pretty at times But we showed a different side of us That were, were capable of hanging in and, and we showed a good steeliness to, to get the win and get over the line I wanted us to go and kill the game off And take the points away from Aberdeen But Ash Taylor's obviously Put a fantastic challenge in So yeah I'm pleased Big three points Good start We're up and running But you know We've got another tough test On Thursday It is a marker Of course it is All eyes were on us today First game The fixtures come out And everyone's like Ooh Aberdeen away You know Are they going to drop points So there's a lot of A lot of questions About us today And you know We go away Pleased with the three points And the clean sheet But no one will get carried away Aberdeen ran us All the way to the end To be fair You've got to pay them credit as well um, And you know we'll, we'll dust ourselves down And get ready for Europe now But we've got to go And build on this now Aberdeen have provided a fair few challenges for Stephen Gerrard since he came to Rangers Alex not had it his own way against them at Pataudry in cup competitions so it will have been a relief and obviously yeah I suppose that would be one one of the words you would use would be relief yeah, Gordon, it's an extremely difficult tie up there. The one thing we do know is that Aberdeen have a real dislike towards Rangers as well. You know, you see that the way they go about their business. And uh, I thought Rangers were really comfortable at the weekend. I thought they dominated the ball relatively well, uh, created chances and some really impressive performances. And when you factor in that, you know, it's so early in the season to go up there and win in the manner where they did, out with one set play. Uh, Aberdeen offered absolutely nothing So I think Stephen Gerrard will be delighted with the start Rangers fans tell us right now what you made of it Who was good, who was bad, who was somewhere In the middle Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Was that some sort of marker To lay down, what about the, the team The way they went about it, the personnel Who stood out for you, Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Hugh what did you make of it Well I agree with uh, Stephen Gerrard It wasn't pretty in the second half And that would be at the back of the manager's mind Because last season there were too many second halves that weren't pretty for Rangers and they dropped points at home to Hamilton Ackies, dropped points away to Kilmarnock, so on and so forth. Uh, so you should be trying to eradicate that split personality side of the game. You know, first half good, second half questionable. Uh, if they play 
in Germany on Thursday the way they played in the first half against a team who haven't played a game for a month well for me they could maybe maybe uh, do something about the two goal deficit against uh, Bayer Leverkusen but if they play the way they did in the second half they can get an early flight back well, listen, I think you're obviously talking about different opposition altogether, Hugh. You know, when you look at Leverkusen, I think there are some really good players, but I take your point on the month. But as I said, going back to the Aberdeen game, I think it was uh, very professional. Even when you're in that second half and the game's not going particularly your way, they didn't look uh, uh, troubled at any point. So for me, I think you'd be absolutely delighted. All the players come through unscathed. Some of them really had some really impressive performances. When you look at the boy Balligan coming in, only been at the club a couple of days, really impressive. And, um, you know, in some ways he reminds me a little bit in terms of his robustness as Marvin Andrews, very aggressive from there. Took a right good sore one to the head, little shake of the head, Mar- and then up and at it again, similar to what Big Marvin did. So I think he's got a bright future with Rangers. Let's hear from you, 0141 or Twitter at Clyde S. SB. I think Scott in Postle Park is, is he on? Is he not? He's not. Uh, Williams and Stevenson. The William, what did you make of it yesterday, on Saturday? Sorry. Yeah, I, I thought it was decent. I've got a couple of points, and I've got a, I've got a point I need to address to Hugh, mm. and also the football. Why, as Alex says in his piece on Saturday about the game, I thought it was the most comfortable Rangers victory I've ever been I've ever seen. Gerard's saying they were kind of hanging on. There was a battle. I didn't see the battle in the second half. I thought they were comfortable. At the end, they could have made it two or three. You know what I mean, Gordon? I don't think Stephen Gerrard at any point said Rangers were hanging on. He said it wasn't pretty in the second half. I can kind of see what William means here because one one nil always gives that impression that that it's kind of cl- but it was a comfortable one nil, wasn't it? Like oh, yeah. you say, if you're talking about real threat to Alan yeah. McGregor, well, there was none apart from the ball that comes in. It was a bit of a scramble, yeah. uh, and eventually it was it was hacked away. But in terms of chances, the only disappointing thing for Rangers, I think, was that they were so far in front in the first half that one nothing was a, a misrepresentation of what had actually gone on in those forty five minutes. Uh, Again, the, the terrific clearance from Ash Taylor Late in the game It could, should have been 2 nothing, Even more Aberdeen, a severe disappointment uh, But everyone, when the fixtures were made known Thought, oh, Aberdeen away mm. And then Sam Cosgrove get injured Curtis Main get injured Bruce Anderson touched the ball Five times up front in the first half Aberdeen were simply overrun But it was the manager who said it wasn't pretty in the second half The Rangers manager Alex, in some ways, did we see a snapshot of, of what Rangers are going to need for the rest of this season? Ryan Kent scoring goals yep. Producing you know, producing assists, producing a goals, upping his numbers Joe Rebo looking bigger, stronger Equally yep. as, as you know, tidy in possession as he was last season But influencing games a bit more Are these the things that are going to have to become... Habit for Rangers going forward Yeah more so on a regular basis You're absolutely right Gordon And I think they've actually Got up and running really well I think Aribo You know you need that power and strength I think the way Rangers went about Their play in terms of the system Gordon As I said uh, in Saturday When Morelos is coming to a link Players love to come and give him a rattle As soon as you pop that ball off It creates spaces in behind And I thought Rangers did it ever so well And I think if I'm going to be Super critical of Rangers I think Steven Gerrard Will analyse that game And some of the balls up to Morelos Back through and they could have been a lot more clinical in that transition uh, and a lot more forceful going forward in that final third. But the actual transition is brilliant because they're doing it at so much pace and it's just we fi- fine uh, tinkering with it that will allow them to go on and get more more goals. But 
it was encouraging because they're all intelligent. The interlinking play was absolutely brilliant. I think Stephen Gerrard will be delighted with that. Right, what have you got to address with Hugh William? You've got me interested. Yeah, Gordon. It's about his piece on the paper, and he's been on about it the last. See, Hugh, he's the best pundit in Clyde by a country mile, right? That's the praise, right? Where they'll go to take issue is, right? He keeps, he keeps going on if Gerard doesn't do this. He's, he's doing the road right and if, I'm going to praise Lennon well he's doing such a good job with Celtic he doesn't he doesn't get uh, the 10 in a row he, he'll be doing the road right well I, I totally disagree with you see at the end of the day I'm a Rangers fan where if Celtic win it Gordon I'll be the first to come on right to congratulate him if the Rangers win it I'll be the first to come on to go she's got to, to realise he's not going to hear at every Rangers fan in the world there's an estimated 20 million years you know what I mean where Hugh's argument falls flat, right? I've listened to him for decades, right? And uh, Alex Ferguson, right? He was under so much pressure at my United. He gets six or seven years before he won a trophy, Gordon, right? And look how that turned out. All I'm saying to Hugh is, we don't want... What does Hugh want? Is, is, do you want Gerard to leave so we get back to start my new manager, making money, this and that? He's doing a brilliant job. Give the man time. I, I, I don't care. Ten and one's only a number, Gordon. That's all it is to me. Well, I have to dispute he is doing a brilliant job. Two full seasons, no trophies. Therefore, and I'm not listening to the, the ears of the Rangers fans, I am giving you my opinion. That's why the column has my name across the top. I am telling you, if Celtic win 10 in a row, Steven Gerrard himself will say, thank you very much, I'm off. Because the Rangers can't have a manager who... Does not win trophies And if he doesn't stop Celtic winning 10 in a row In my opinion He's down the road And you've said the same about Neil Lennon But interestingly yeah. William William disputes that one as well you, I think is, This is Knowing you as I do This is coming from Really just a, a position of emphasising How important this season yeah. is Yeah It's a watershed moment If Neil Lennon doesn't get to 10 The Disappointment will be Such That Neil's position uh, will come under threat, and you know the, the fans will be desperately disappointed. Be, and they'll blame everyone: Peter Lawwell, Neil Lennon, certain players. But since William is a Rangers supporter and was asking about Stephen Gerrard, in my column, in my opinion, if he doesn't stop ten in a row, he will not be Rangers manager at the start of the next season. It's one of those ones, Alex. It's, it's a bit far down the road to really know, but you can, yeah, of course. you can kind of, you we can really see where Hugh's coming from. This is Glasgow. In case you've forgotten about the level of expectations, it's not really the done thing that you come up here and can spend three trophyless seasons and then keep rolling them on. That's just a fact. That's not that's not vindictive. That's not wanting Gerard to leave and wanting Rangers to start again, yeah. as William says. That's that's just the way we're used to things up here. I think you'll be disappointed that he hasn't got a trophy in the bag so far. I think more more so the League Cup last year. I think they were by far the best team on the day, but it never got over the line. I think that's the one it got away from him. I think you'll be disappointed with that. When you start where Stephen Gerrard started When he was coming into the club He was starting from ground zero Because the, the club was in such a mess The personnel that he had And he's having to build that over the course But if he doesn't win anything this year I think it's fair to say That he'll probably go down the road And, and it is It's all guesswork at the moment Gordon We don't know how the season's going to play out And if it was one point at the death And And this is all hypothetical Yeah exactly But what I'm saying there is are, There are degrees of failure Of course there is yeah. And if Stephen Gerrard had won two trophies the both cups and you lost by a point. Are you going to punt that manager after that season? No. So that's so you could 
play whatever way you want to do it to mm. sell whatever your end game is. But for me, it's very early to say how it's all going to play out. Yeah, let's try and stick with the here and now just a little bit more. Thank you to William and Stevenson. Scott is in Postle Park. Scott, you can go back as far as Saturday. What did you make of it? Hi, guys. Um, well, I watched the game on Saturday and I, I, I have to say I was a bit nervous, but I thought Rangers settled the nerves right at the kickoff and I thought they were absolutely brilliant, so I did. Yeah, and especially... No, carry on, Scott. Oh, no, I was just going to ask who stood out for you. Carry on. You were on a roll. Oh, go to that next. The big boy Balogun. Oh, my God, man. He looks, he looks, that's what I've been crying out for. Somebody to see that messing about with the ball in your own box. Take it and write up the picture. And he's, I see the way uh, there was a, a part in the match when there was an Aberdeen player just in front of the back of your defence and then the big man caught him. I was like, if that was Tavernier or Golton, the boy would have been thrown probably scored. That big boy, he's, oh, he's, so, he's, he's so calm and everything and he's just been in the door like a couple of days, you know. He's a good age. That's that's the thing, Scott. He's at a good age. He's got experience. There was a, a, as you rightly said, a, a get in a Aberdeen player get in behind, and he just recognises the danger, snuffs it out, and then deals with it. And uh, it's interesting going back to there because I'm one of these guys from the school as deal with it and then ask questions later. Just get don't be, by all means put it up the line now. If you can play out for the back, and the perfect example of that, the manner in which Rangers scored, they popped it out to the to the full back, up to the striker, set back, ball through, and it's an unbelievable goal playing out for the back. Now there's other instances in the second half where they're trying to play out for the back and drop it into midfielders, and there's a turnover of possession goal, and it's a recognition when you feel as if you've got the, the Aberdeen guys half and half so that they can't quite put a squeeze on and play when it's on to play. But see, but when it's not on to play. Just clip the channel mm. Because we've seen that Over the last couple of years That Rangers have tried to overplay There's been a turnover of possession And then it results in a goal So for me It's about trying to play When it's on to play And not But I th- I actually The big guy was absolutely immense At the weekend I spotted him out Having some breakfast yesterday morning Hugh showing oh. no ill effects From rattling his head off the post as well That's one way to Ingratiate yourself So if you're having a quiet game And you're not up against much that, That'll that'll bring uh, Bring <laughs> well, the attention on you Alec pointed out to me That uh, you know, we were watching the game with no sound at all. Yeah. Uh, so when it happens, you you wince at the television pictures. But as Alec pointed out, when you do listen to it with the sound up, you could actually hear his head oh. bounce off this post. Uh, so he's a hardy lad. Uh, Scott, what about in a, an attacking sense? Then you know Ryan Kent scoring the goal. Aribo got a lot of praise. Morelos uh, playing a bit of a maybe a different style. What did you make of it in an f- attacking sense? Thank you, Aribo, man. He's Jim. He's he looks like he looks as if he's going to be a steal of the century. Was it three hundred fifty grand we got him for? What a player the boy's turning out! And Ryan Kent was first full pre-season behind him. He's looked. I've watched all the games for pre-season. He looks so much sharper. I think what kills me about Rangers, especially with a manager like Steven Gerrard, who was known for blasting them from outside the box, we try and walk the ball into the net. Sometimes I wish they would smash it some more. You know, have shots for 25 years. And if you miss, you miss. But then the goal players, I think, oh, Yanis Hadji, I think he, he's left-footed and right-footed. So I've watched all his highlights on YouTube. He buried them through outside the box. And I would think Gerard would be screaming at him, hit it, hit it. Instead of trying to fall into the net, you know? Yeah, he had a couple, didn't he? And in, yeah. in the attacking sense, Alex, you just don't have a week that goes by without 
discussing Alfredo Morelos. He he played slightly different in the sense that he was he was dropping deeper, showing some nice touches, linking up. Yeah. Obviously, got an assist for the goal. It was Steven Gerrard that says after the game he does still need to get fitter. Uh, he's you know kind of says whatever happens will happen with regards to transfer speculation. So how did you see him? I actually thought he'd done okay, Gordon. You know I, I've seen him play over the course of his time at Rangers, and he gets a bit disinterested at times. He throws his arms up. I never seen any of that. You know there were some balls flashing around the face, and he's applauding his teammates. So. He's buying in and he's encouraging people around about him. So if he continues to do that, and and it, you have to remember it's game one of the competitive season uh, domestically. So you know players are going to take time to get up to speed. He's going to be one of them uh, because he, it doesn't strike me as if it's a guy that's going to come back from pre-season and be right up to speed. Some guys need several more games. I said I've said this many times over the course. It took me about three or four or five games tops, and I felt as if I was flying. Now sometimes that's in your mind, Gordon. Other times you know when you're kind of huffing and puffing then. Uh, particularly the bigger physical ones they, they struggle a bit more That was Scott in Postle Park It's a great time to get your call in Because we're going to get travel with Stephen And you could be next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here Waiting on your calls or your tweets 0141-951-1025 Or at Clyde SSB Five fantastic fixtures across the weekend As we saw the return of the Premiership One more to go tonight It comes in the Highlands It's Ross County against Motherwell Let's give... A nod to that one Look at the teams And see what we expect to happen Up there in Dingwall Ross County Have Ross Laidlaw in goal uh, Connor Randall Billy Mackay Lee Irwin Ian Vigers Alex Iacovite Jordan Tilson Harry Payton Cole Donaldson Ross Stewart And Josh Reed uh, On the bench Loads So many subs these days Morris Draper Gardine Shaw Mullen Watson Charles Cook Kelly And Ross Doohan uh, Celtic loan keeper Just up there recently on that loan deal Motherwell have got Trevor Carson in goal It's a back four of Liam Grimshaw Declan Gallagher, Ricky Lamy um, New signing McGinley in there at Left back uh, Midfield, O'Hara, Donnelly Polworth, Long And Hasty uh, David Turnbull plays that game as well So that will be a welcome return to the starting 11 for him Fox, Campbell, White, Hilton, Maguire, Sadoff Robinson, Lang and Watt On the bench Oof, Really strong bench Gordon eh? I have to say, I think I took uh, Mother would be fourth. When you look at the actual strength and depth that they have now, then there's every chance that they probably do that. Yeah, Hugh, I mean, you fall into the trap sometimes of ignoring the starting 11 and you go to the bench, which kind of gives you an idea of, of the, the, the overall strength of the squad. For, for Mother to be able to leave out guys like Alan Campbell, who just always plays, uh, Callum Lang, who's come in with a good reputation from Wigan, Tony Watt. Um, Jermaine Hilton um, You know That suggests that there's a, there's a decent group there For Stephen Robinson To choose from I have absolutely no doubt That is the case Tonight's match Will tell a few stories I think All of the pundits With one exception Who's that? Me <laughs> uh, All of them Have taken Ross County To go down I have taken Hamilton Ackies To go down Now tonight Will tell us A bit about Ross County And their state of readiness For what's ahead This season I've taken Motherwell to finish third And I stand by that mm. So tonight will be very interesting From the perspective of The Motherwell have what it takes To be top three yet again And our Ross County The lambs to the slaughter That everyone except me Believes them to be Gordon you mentioned uh, the bench there But when you actually look at the midfield Of Motherwell You know you look at Turnbull Ahara Donnelly Jake Hasty, You know some real good quality there 
Yeah, Polworth was a bit of an Miss assist Polworth, machine yeah, last season. A lot of interesting questions to be answered, though, Alex. You know, Jake Hasty, what what can he do? Can he rediscover the form which won him the move to Rangers? David Turnbull, the outstanding young player. We yeah. all know the story. He's on the verge of, of a life changing move for him, for Motherwell. You know, falls apart injured, then, then barely plays last season, and Motherwell. Finished third without him, yeah, which, course, which you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't have thought possible. And he's now back to add yeah. to that group. It doesn't always figure that they, they therefore kick on and become better, but you could see where people w- would get the confidence from that they can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, it's great to see Tumble back, Gordon, because I, I watched him play a couple of weeks ago. I actually like the boy. I think he's got great attributes. You, he's giving goals, very athletic, can put his foot in, got goals. So that's you know when you think about a midfielder, a modern day midfielder, he's got a lot of good qualities. And then obviously you mentioned Jake Hasty there going back. He has to get his career up and running. You know, he went down south. Um, where was it? Rotherham I went to? That's right, Rotherham, yeah. So he went down there and it never quite happened for him. He scored a couple of goals early doors and, you know, but other than that, he's back. He's back where he's familiar. And it's I think it's a very good addition for Stephen Robinson who's been linked to Bournemouth today. I did see that. He's a former Bournemouth player, of course. Um, I'm sure I just saw a, some sort of headline when I was... Flicking through Twitter about about Bournemouth being a bigger job than Rangers for Steven Gerrard, what? and let's not even let's not even let's not even give it the attention it deserves. When stuff like that comes up, I like it how no matter our, we can push our rivalries to one side, can't we? We all come together and say, "Yeah, oh, hold on a minute, you don't talk you don't talk about our clubs like that." And we kind of we kind of get together on it. Um, interestingly, as well, Hugh, if you're flicking through the names of the Motherwell subs and you see the name Robinson, oh. that would be Harry He's Stevens' done. boy, well, who's on the bench. Why not? Uh, he wouldn't be there if his dad didn't think he deserved to be there It doesn't strike me Stephen Robinson as the type who goes in for sentimentality When it comes to what's best for the team well, Let's hear from him then Last season was last season, last season's gone You know, we, we played well, we played some great football We had people play at the top of their game And, you know, we finished third, deservedly We're the third best team in the in the league But it's a new season now um, Everything starts again We need people to be again at the top of their game We need the work ethic to be exactly the same, if not more People will come here and, and think we're a scalp now When you finish in the higher reaches of the league But we've certainly no divine right to be there Ross County have signed a few players that I know They'll be, as they always are, competitive They'll be strong They've got players that can win games. They've got big Ross Stewart, players out in the wide areas, is a massive threat. Um, and you know they've got Billy McKay, who's who's a goal scorer, seems to always do well against us as well. So we have to be on our guard again, trying to impose ourselves on the game and, and take our style of football to Ross County. But by no means will we be going there and underestimating. I mean, County managed to go down to Fir Park and, and beat Motherwell uh, last season. Alex, remind me, have you tipped them to go down? You tipped them to I, finish bottom. Ross County bottom yeah. for me, Gordon. Yes. What is that based on? I'm thinking back to last season. They, well, obviously they finished tenth, so they yeah. went a million miles away. And the way they finished the season, I think it was two wins in fourteen. Yeah, it was a really, really poor uh, end to the season for them, Gordon. And uh, you know, um, Marcus Fraser has been allowed to go as well. I look at him and I look at a steady defender at this level and I think when you lose players like that I think that comes back to haunt you I, I take on board that you still get uh, guys like Lee Irwin Billy McKay who can get goals but I just don't see enough recruitment up there that's actually changing my mind that actually that form is going to improve anytime soon could be wrong go on then get your prediction out of the way nice and early I am going for Ross County 1 Motherwell 2 ok I think that takes us up nicely to this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun. Co. Uk slash football.
We're here until late tonight Plenty of time for you to get your calls in But just for the next five minutes or so Phone in if you want to play Beat the Pundit Your chance to kick off the week By winning a signed ball And getting the bragging rights over Alex Ray Or Hugh Keevan So you come on here As many questions right as you can in 30 seconds And if you beat them The signed ball is yours 0141 951 1025 To play Beat the Pundit The lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Your weekend preview show in the company Review show, I should say That would be quite something Time travelling Weekend review show In the company of Hugh Evans And Alex Ray It's early in the season You, you get preview next weekend you get, a, you get away with this rustiness Early in the season That's what Alex Ray was just telling us A few games To get yes. up to speed Plenty of calls coming in After the weekend's action Keep them coming We'll get through as many as we can Looking back in the big talking points From Pataudry, Celtic Park And elsewhere But in the meantime Let's do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time. What a battle last week. Hugh Keevens lost on Monday. Gordon Dale lost on Tuesday. And then a massive comeback from the Pundits managed to secure the week. What will this week have in store? Let's find out with Tony in Motherwell. Hi, Tony. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? Not too bad at all. How are you? How's, how's things? Uh, not too bad. Getting by? Uh, just... Getting on as best I can Good man, right Let's see if we can get you a signed ball then To occupy You're going to toss the coin heads It is Hugh Keevans Tails, it's Alex Ray And it is Tails Alex Ray against Tony from Motherwell So, going to give Tony some Clyde 2 to listen to uh, Give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to I'm all over the place, isn't I? You're right, okay You ready? Oh, he's dancing That is that is concerning, Tony, I must say 30 seconds going on the clock for you The only thing you need to know The only instruction Is that if you don't know it Pass it quickly And move on to the next one, Okay no worries Good man 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Who do Motherwell face tonight? Ross County In what year did Rangers sign Brian Loudrup? 1994 Who scored for Arsenal in Saturday's FA Cup final? Pierre Aubameyang Who was the Hibs manager in 2015? Pass Who scored a double for France in the 98 World Cup final? Zidane Who's Celtic's record signing? Edward Who did St Mirren defeat on Saturday? Livingston Who was the Scotland manager immediately before Craig Brown? Uh, Andy Roxburgh Okay, let's bring Alex Ray back Alex, can you hear us? I can, yes Tony knows his stuff by the way Was oh, that right? Yeah, Tony does not need a couple of weeks to get up to speed <laughs> Tony, the thing is, Dan's giving me the old thumbs up as if you're getting Tony has had a solid pre-season <laughs> under his belt And he was up for it tonight, you but ready? Oh, go on Who did Motherwell face tonight? Ross County In what year did Rangers sign Brian Loudrup? 94 Who scored for Arsenal On Saturday's FA Cup final Oh Birmingham Who was the Hibs manager In 2015 uh, Mowbray Who scored a double For France In the 98 World Cup final Henri Who is Celtic's Record signing uh, Edward Who did St Mirren Defeat on Saturday uh, St Mirren beat Livingston Who was the Scotland manager Immediately before Craig Brown Craig Brown um, Bertie Volks Which score Oh you started Oh you did started you Dan, Did we start Right, he's giving you quickly which Scottish side are nicknamed the Wee Rovers? Albion Rovers. Mm, okay. Right, Tony, what do you think? Uh, I think it's tight. I think it is tight. Let's go through and find out. Easy one to kick you off. What a start it was. It was like watching two heavyweights slug it out at the start. Who did Motherwell <laughs> face tonight? Ross County. Both got it. In what year did Rangers sign Brian Loudrop? 94. Both got it. Who scored for Arsenal on the FA Cup final? Obama Yang. Both got it. 
three each after it's three questions. It's all now. Who was the Hibs manager in 2015? Fenland. Alan Stubbs. Stubbsy. Oh. Alan Stubbs. None of you got that right. So it's still three all. Who scored the double for France? In the 98 World Cup final It was Zinedine Zidane Tony goes one up Stop it Tony Who is Celtic's record signing Edouard You both got it Who did St Mirren defeat on Saturday Livingston You both got it So with seven questions gone Tony is only one in front Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Wee Rovers Alex got that question and Tony didn't And you got it right Albion Rovers which pulled you level That means it all comes down to Who was the Scotland manager I I know I've got I know I've got that one right so. Ah look at Tony celebrating <laughs> Before he's even heard the punchline Who was the Scotland manager Before Craig Brown It certainly wasn't Bertie Vokes It was Andy Roxburgh Which means Tony oh, Does you by one One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six On Beat the Pundit A joy Tony, to watch brilliant. you two go at absolutely it Absolutely brilliant I'm absolutely over the moon with a six I've got to be honest with you Tony <laughs> But seven's remarkable Well played Cheers Alec you're a good man Tony Some performance The sign ball Is on its way Tony's from Motherwell So only makes sense We'll get Gordon DL To drop the ball off as well Do you know the thing is In all the years I've actually done this I'm not sure I've actually had a six And I've just come <laughs> Tony was good I well, like that We all remember that Six all draw At Motherwell So a man from Motherwell Goes one better It's seven six hey, I mean he's not a Motherwell fan He's just from Motherwell But there we go yeah, Brilliant performance Seven six for Tony on Beat the Pundit Lots mm. to take in there as well Obama Yang He's not bad is he He's got a oh, bit of a chance Do you know the thing is They're actually desperate To re-sign him And, and you know You have to say Arteta We, were t- we touched on the, the weekend What a remarkable Start to his Arsenal career And always good to have A Scottish FA Cup winner Hugh Yeah, yeah I mean it, it was nice to Hear Kieran Tierney After the match Talk about A dreadful year That he's had Because of injury And all the rest of it But he has Embraced Arsenal And they have Embraced him and to be an FA Cup winner, even in front of an empty Wembley, that is something to put on the CV. 0141-951-1025. What were the weekend's big talking points as far as you were concerned? What stood out for you? Uh, anything you want to talk about in the week ahead? We'll take them as well. Speaking of which, Andy is in Finiston. What's on your mind, Andy? Hello, guys. How are you all doing? All right? Yep, all good, Andy. Yeah. Aye, fine. I was happy. Happy with Saturday. Brilliant. But my my point was to to three of you. Do you think when we're this game we've got coming up against Bayer Leverkusen is a good time to play them, or we might catch them in a the hop? You know, I'm just thinking that even whatever, regardless of the result, it'll let us know where we are. We know after lockdown, fitness wise, you know, team wise, and no no disrespect to any other Scottish team, but we're not going to play our team last though. Till we play Celtic You know I'm just wondering What your thoughts yeah, are about you that have, You have to remember That when they played at Ibrox Bayer Leverkusen Were absolutely terrific uh, And that's why they won 3-1 In Govan um, But You also have to remember That uh, the Bundesliga came back And then was finished A month ago So they haven't had A competitive match In a month So They are players Of very high ability uh, What effect Will a month's layoff Have on them Rangers From their perspective they were two down to Braga at Ibrox uh, in the same competition last season uh, and beat Braga 3-2. So they have come from two goals down before. If they play as they did first half at Pataudry, I wouldn't write off the idea of something happening. 
If they play as they did in the second half I would write off Rangers chances Yeah Alex A month uh, since yeah. Bayer Leverkusen played They lost the German Cup final I think it was to Bayern, Bayern Munich 4-2 I think ever since then Rangers fans will all have been Desperately hoping that someone would sign Kai Havertz He's linked with loads <laughs> of big clubs Chelsea amongst them You're talking 80, 90 million Whatever yeah. it may be um, He's still a Leverkusen player at the moment Along with some other talented players What, what about Andy's question with regards to A, a so-called good time to play them? Yeah, well, it's very difficult to gauge, Gordon, because they actually played about eight or nine games to complete their season. So they've obviously got that general fitness uh, towards there. Probably had about 10 days to two weeks off. And then they go again, probably played one or two bounce games before they come into Thursday night's game. It's going to be difficult. Again, we don't know how anyone's going to react because of the, the no fans within, within the stadium. They're a top, top team, Gordon. Rangers have had a really good pre-season, you know, against some not bad opposition. Good one at the weekend So they'll go over there But you just don't know What you expect Gordon That's the thing But the, the, I like the noises Coming out of Rangers Tavernier saying Well no Just going over there To make up the numbers We're going to try And take the game Obviously But you're going to have To go and mix With some mm. great good players So they're going to have To play like Hugh says Either like, like Bragger away Porto away Some really impressive performances If they, if they did Gordon Get a result uh, um, By that I mean They go to the next round What a psychological boost mm. That is uh, And how would that Reflect on their Domestic performances as well What about the weekend then Andy How do Rangers go into this one Because it, it is so different as Alex says Rangers have played one competitive game Since they played by Leverkusen Leverkusen have played 11 But Leverkusen have now been off for a month And, and Rangers are, are back So how, how do Rangers go into this one Based on what you saw on Saturday Andy Well I think honestly that, I mean if you play full strength team And see what happens at half time see, you know, see how we're going at half time if I still in this out, keep it going. But if it, if they do happen to get, if they do happen to score maybe one or two, then we'll get five subs. I mean, I've been against the five subs, but this time I'd be saying just give, give the boys a rest for Sunday's game. You know, I mean, really think, but go, go, go for it, full hearted because in Europe, as you and that said, there we have done some great games this season and this this tournament so far. So I'm just hoping that we go there and we we we. Put a good show on for ourselves, you know. What did you make of the game at the weekend, then, Andy? Who were the you know the standouts for you? What did you notice? Maybe things that were a bit different from last season. Well, I didn't see a lot. I've only seen the highlights and listened to the radio, but definitely a Aribo Ken, the Balagon boy Haji. You know what I mean? And even Morelos dropped maybe a bit deep. You know what I mean? I was, I was, I want Morelos to stay, so I'm just hoping that hang Morelos back to October and then unleash him. When, when anybody can buy them, you know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of way I'm kind of looking at, you know. I was, I was quite I was quite impressed with Rangers first half. Obviously, I mean, I've watched a lot of English games as well, and somebody, you know, they, after they play well for 25 minutes, and then they, they kind of get a week in a lull, and then they kind of come back in again. So, I, I wouldn't be too bored with the second half, because that's the way we're at the new, but that's after yeah. this lockdown, you know. That's the reality to anyway. That, that's a good point, Hugh, because... I feel like everyone made the right noises We've not played in five months And it's going to be strange And there are no crowds And we're going to have to be patient Except we are not patient In this part of the no. world We're not interested in patience We're not interested in making allowances uh, For people but, but maybe it is worth a bit of perspective And Andy, you know If you're, if you're talking about maybe The way Rangers dropped off slightly In the second half Or, or some of the, the defending that, that you weren't happy with From Celtic in the first half Whatever it may be It, it could well be the fact We've not played in five months Well There'll be no allowances if points are dropped. If anything happened to Rangers at home to St Mirren or to Celtic at Kilmarnock on Sunday, 
There will be howling <laughs> and squealing and no such thing. No point in us saying, oh, there's still 36 games to go after that. Any points dropped, there'll be howling and God, screaming. Gordon, the, the, the thing is that no one actually, Hugh's right, the supporters don't give players that time to get up to speed, but the actual reality is that they do need time to get up to speed to be mm. hitting that maximum optimum to try and get, you know, you know that sharpness and it switched on trying to adapt to the circumstances as well. So it will take time. It was good to be back, Hugh, but I can't help but feeling like we won't truly be back until it's Monday night and we get overwhelmed with phone calls moaning about referees and decisions that didn't go their way it was a relatively quiet weekend on that front and whilst Andy's on uh, his namesake Mr Considine in the game at Pataudry got a straight red card I think most people agree it was a red card there has been a, a counter argument forming about the fact that Scott Arfield was showing his studs as well mm. what did you make of the decision? No, for me the referee got it spot on uh, Considine it's excessive force he was coming in at the speed of a train uh, and it was dangerous and uh, the referee was right on top of it so it was a red card. I mean, Michael Halloran playing uh, for St. Johnson, uh, one of his own teammates said he could have been sent off for any of three different fouls. So, as I said of Andy Constantine, we're trying a game of football here. Alex, how did you in- interpret it again? You're, yeah. you're on social media. You, you'll have seen it. M- most people are... are, are Convinced that Andy Considine It was a red But we're still very much Obsessing with Scott Arfield's part in it as well Yeah listen I think Scott's foot was up I don't think he goes With the same malice The same intensity The same mm. You know he was Flying into it I thought he was out of control as well Because uh-huh. he's flying into the tackle Whereas I didn't see that I thought there was a lot more Control to Arfield And when Hugh Just took stole my thunder there O'Halloran's first tackle Up at Up at uh, Tanadice there's nothing short of disgrace. It was a shocking tackle, oh. and if he'd have caught him, he'd have broke his leg. So, you know, he got away with one, uh, and rightly so, get uh, the second yellow card further on in the game. So we're going to say it then before before we don't get the chance. Well done to the referees. Absolutely. Job well done this yeah, weekend. Yeah. All right, and I'll never the, catch on. And you've guessed what will happen. You know, there'll be a controversy at some point involving Rangers or Celtic, and the referee, poor man, will get slaughtered. As I say, people. In the first weekend of the season I've watched Rangers go to Pataudry And beat Aberdeen easily uh, They've watched Celtic Score five goals And pick up where they left off in March And beat Hamilton Aggies easily God, Now sorry. if anything happens At Kilmarnock Or when St Mirren go to Ibrooks On Sunday I repeat There will be howling There will be screaming There will be weeping And gnashing of teeth yeah, I, I said in the show on Saturday that I felt as if there was infringement leading up to the stromash uh, with, uh, you know, but it actually turns out that he'd already blown for the infringement. So the referee and the linesman got that spot on as well. This will never catch on. What is this weird post-lockdown world we're living in? Referees are doing things right. There are not many real complaints on air. There'll always be some on Look social media. Oh, 01419511025. What stats are you talking about? The television coverage, Tur- Ross Tur- County against Motherwell. Tur- Motherwell's mate, uh, played 35 games, Hugh. Appearances for Motherwell, 15 goals. From the middle bad. of the park. That's not, he's not bad. He's not bad at all. Hopefully, he can rediscover some of that form up in the Highlands uh, this evening. Brian is on the line. What's on your mind tonight, Brian? Hi, I watched the two games. I watched the Rangers game on Saturday and the Celtic game on Sunday. And- I don't see anything to be concerned about. I'm actually on Friday, unless sort of hoping that we still do 10 in a row. But what I've seen on Saturday, I just I don't have any fears at all. I just think, I mean, Aberdeen were poor. Hamilton were poor. Hamilton had a few chances against us, but Aberdeen had 
basically no no play whatsoever. Nothing at all in Rangers that sort of trains me at all. I just I fail to understand why all the Rangers fans are coming on. Okay, it was a one 0 victory, it was an easy one 0 victory, but I suppose one 0 up, any team can come back and score. And I just fail to see the euphoria of the Rangers fans after our performance and Rangers' performance. Is this not the world we live in, Brian? Because I am sure some people, if they wanted, could say Odson Edward got a hat trick yesterday, he earns more in a week than the entire Hamilton squad does, etc. etc. What do we gain from diminishing the, the the performances of our opponents? Um, I'm not diminishing. I'm just it was a one goal, one goal sort of victory. Which any time Aberdeen, if they actually tried to go forward, could have possibly got a goal an equaliser. Whereas, okay, Hamilton had a good start against us, a couple of early chances. But other than that, I think Celtic dominating. I just don't see him. I mean, to laugh at somebody saying maybe you've done the predictions last week. Who's going to finish uh, one to ten? Who's going to be top scorer? And somebody put Hadji. I seen a few Hadjis. My God, see the short Hadji had. It was like. I think it was 30 yards wide and 40 yards high. I don't think we've done top scorer right, okay. yet, but anyway, someone must have. Um, okay. Hugh, on you go. All of the Celtic radio supporters now speak in this fashion. You know, we had the Celtic supporter who said that Aberdeen would finish second in the league, and I volunteered to paint his house if that happened. I know that I'll not be lifting up a paintbrush. Uh, I would never let you paint my house anyway. Yeah, man. But Brian, you know, with respect, Brian. You're slightly premature There are 37 games left to play Celtic were playing a Hamilton Ackies side Made up of academy players and free transfers The gulf was wider than Suckey Hall Street Dumbarton Road, Argyle Street And the Great Western Road put together uh, That's not to take away from Odson Edwards' hat-trick From Greg Taylor's terrific performance From Patrick Kamala's terrific goal But you really have to take into account that Hamilton Ackies were out of their postcode on Sunday. Can I ask you, can I ask you, what, what do you think of Aberdeen's performance on Saturday then? I thought they were rubbish. Yeah, so it's the same both, same, exact same scenario. Yeah, so if you're in the exact same scenario, after one game, you've come on and said, that's it, the league's done. But there are 37 games to play. No, I didn't say that, to I be fair. I didn't say that, I said, I, said I, don't, I don't have any reality to worry me, I think. Celtic will ultimately win 10 in a row but I'm not going to say it's a cakewalk I think what I've seen is nothing to be nothing to make me quake my boots I think it's still early as well Brian when you take it two months I think it is still for the transfer window you may get a bit of movement either way maybe one or two of them might lose their big assets as well so there's a lot of factors to come over the next eight weeks well sure certainly Alec took Rangers to win the league I took Celtic uh, you know one of us will be right uh, but It'll be a while before we can be absolutely certain which one of us it, it is. Uh, what impressed you about your team yesterday, Brian, in terms of maybe individuals? Who would you name? Who stood out? Odson Edward, obviously. Yeah, gets the hat trick. Anyone else? He stood out, but I think actually Taylor stood out. But again, as, as you said, it was a, a team of like, a sort of trialist, and maybe not not like trials, but young young players for Hamilton. But I thought Taylor stood out, and I'm not his biggest fan, and I certainly think he needs a left back. But I thought he had a really good game, put in some great balls. I mean, Edward's touches were just by a final last tapping because of the play before it. Yeah, I don't take away from Greg Taylor's performance. Uh, I've always liked Greg Taylor, and uh, you know he did look first class, as did Jeremy Frimpong on the other side. But the reason why I took Hamilton to go down, or one of the reasons, they're very, very inexperienced, the young men, uh, at, particularly at the back, and they are literally. Learning the game as they go along uh, And Celtic 
with their greater ability, uh, really put them to the sword. That could have been even more than the five. The thing about performances like that, Alex, particularly at Celtic Park, you've yeah. got the, the the wide open pitch. You've got Greg Taylor getting to one byline and flashing it across, but then you've got your other fullback yeah. in providing the finish. Do you remember when people used to? Be full of praise when that happened with with two wingers. You know, if Absolutely. your right midfielder crossed it and your left midfielder got an end of it, you'd say, "Oh, that's great. That's what you're looking for." Yeah. Such as the is the dominance at home and and the 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 high, you know, the high position that Celtic find themselves in. That's the two fullbacks that can yeah do that. Gordon, it's extremely difficult when you're playing against that as well. When you look at the two boys for Hamilton, I think it was a boy Hughes and and Lewis Smith. It is an unbelievable shift because you're. The line share of the game You are defending Hugh So you're constantly oh. running backwards When your whole instinct is To try and take the game to Celtic It becomes extremely difficult And it's just like The the, the red arrows coming Wave after wave after wave So You, you might get Hamilton On the AstroTurf Once in a blue moon That they put up a really Really difficult game uh, Because of the nature of the surface If you think back to last year Brian I think Celtic won 1-0 there But It doesn't really matter On the grand scale of things Because it's about getting three points to the other Brian Brian on the line Thank you very much For getting in touch We always appreciate Hearing from you We'll give you a breather And then you two Are going to have to Put your minds Brilliant. together A good question We're looking for Eight players mm-hmm. On the full time teaser And we're going to Look back on some Of Saturday's Other action as well Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Don't forget we have Monday Night Football It's from Dingwall Ross County against Motherwell It's a 7.45 kickoff, And that will complete The fixture list For the opening weekend Of the Scottish Premiership Big results All across the place On Saturday We'll look back at some more of them In just a second But let me give you Your full time teaser now if someone out there is tuning in for the first time And they're wondering what is the full time teaser Let me tell you, you send the question to us And the pundits rack their tiny little brains And try and come up with the answers before the end of the show It sounds pretty simple And tonight's question is this It's been sent in by Marcus Barry So a big thank you to Marcus He sent it into fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need to take part Only 8 Scots have played in the Bundesliga Says Marcus 8 Scots have played in the Bundesliga So I'll take one each To Mac kick us off Whoa. <laughs> Don't all shout out at once Murdo My old pal Your old pal Murdo Rambo Rambo Alan pa- McAnally Paul Lambert Alright we'll leave it there Because it, that's a Very fast start By you two standards Paul Lambert Murdo McLeod Alan McAnally Three down Five to go Marcus Barry says Eight Scots have played In the Bundesliga Name them You can take part On Twitter at Clyde SSB And you can get your questions in Full time At Clyde One. Com. We're about to speak to Willie Who's a Celtic fan uh, From Parkhead Let's hear a bit from Jim Goodwin Before we do that Looking back on more of the weekend's action um, He says Saturday's game against Livingston Is the most comfortable he's felt defensively uh, As a manager He says his new look backline Stepped up well to a tough test We knew you know, going into the last 15-20 minutes If the result uh, you know, If the scoreline was to remain at 1-0 We knew that you know, Davy and Gary would, would chuck everything at us and, and I think they did that you know, and There were 6 or 7 you know, 6 foot plus Livingston players in your box At any one time And we knew we were going to have to stand up and defend And I thought you know, Jack Anik made some great decisions at times Came and caught a couple Also came and punched at the right times I thought Joe Shaughnessy and Conor McCarthy Joe in particular you know, the ball was like a magnet to him at times. Uh, and then Marcus and Tate to the full-back. It's the most comfortable I think I've felt um, throughout my managerial, my short managerial career on the sidelines when balls are going in the box. You know, I've got four real 
warriors at the back now that enjoy defending. I've got Sam Foley sitting in there in front of him, who was very, very disciplined as well, uh, and done a job for the team. And um, yeah, a, a really confident and composed goalkeeper. So it's a great start. You know, get off to a winning start, one 0 clean sheet. Um, I think any manager out there, um, you know, up and down the country would have snapped your hand off for that. We always pick our goal of the week at the start, Hugh, on a Monday. None yeah. of you picked Richard Tate. I thought maybe he would be an outside shout for the sheer. Unorthodox yeah, nature of yeah. the diving header. Terrific. He's going to be a great signing for Motherwell, but you could hear St. Mirren, uh, St. You could hear the relish in Jim Defending. Goodwin's voice. Four warriors at the back there. Jim <laughs> liked a tackle in his day, and he's you know that's a, an essential part of it because St. Mirren's first job at the start of every season is to survive in the division, and you don't survive in the division unless you've got. Warriors at the back Yeah you talk about recruitment Gordon and when you, uh, Jack Olnick I think is going to be An assured Safe pair of hands there You've got Marcus Fraser Who I'm really surprised That Ross County let go Because Every time I see him He's very consistent Puts a good performance in Shaughnessy is very Powerful And then as you say Tate what a, When you're signing players At St Mirren You have to try and look for, for Multiple positions And he can play both fullbacks. Come Pops up with a winner yesterday Brilliant diving header Great delivery also Looking back in your career Alex Ultimately it's 38 games And you can you can start well And finish poorly Or start poorly Finish well You can do all sorts And different combinations Is there something good About just winning In the opening day Just psychologically Did it just give you that lift Yeah without doubt Gordon I remember I moved to Millwall And I think we were undefeated In the first 12 games Went to uh, went to Wolves Couldn't get in the team Because he went about 14 games as well You know and you think To yourself this is remarkable So uh, the importance Of getting off to a flyer Just allows you to Kind of glide into the season Whereas if you can get The opposite you know Really struggling It becomes arduous I don't think anyone Certainly in this show Is predicting Livingston To go down here They just looked Far too yeah. good for that Last yeah. season They've actually still got a, you know, a pretty decent squad They've, they've lost one or two um, Lyndon Dykes Is still a Livy player The only thing that, that You do sometimes question And maybe we saw it again At the weekend They don't travel Particularly well No no, They're, they're great On their peculiar Little surface uh, At the Tony Macaroni uh, I mean, They are more than that To be fair But but you can't really argue With the stats can you No, the no, home no they, 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 they very very rarely Win on grass uh, So The loss of Lyndon Dykes And I do believe He'll go By October uh, The loss of Lyndon Dykes Will be significant For them But uh, Gary Holt David Martindale They do a Terrific job there So uh, The one phrase I do not like though Is Too good to go down I think they'll actually be looking To try and get a left wing back in Gordon i seen a big Effie uh, Ambrose was playing Out in the left wing Did you see that? Well, is this on One of these apps That you check the team? Well when i seen him Crossing the ball into there Trying to come in On the highlights I thought he's playing off yeah, The left Because I was side. looking at this as well I, I was trying to wonder If that was actually the case Because I thought he was Maybe playing in a back three He, he possibly um, would have done And just popping up As, as, as if he does yeah, I don't I, know I, Listen if there's a Livy fan out there That wants to clear that up Because yeah, I, I did see A few I always like it And I'm, I'm a bit sad So on a Sunday and a Monday I'll go check through the ev, ev, Check the teams Who played where But always there's always Some glaring ones Where you think Nah they've got that wrong and They yeah. must have No no They may well have done Gordon I, I've seen Alan Forrest Made a terrific run as mm-hmm. well Good saved after the deflection as well for uh, so you know I actually think Livy will most certainly be okay you know they're familiar they've got guys who know the level uh, and if they do keep dice goals in there right let's speak to Willie who's a Celtic fan from Parkhead hi Willie hi Dano how you doing you everybody okay yeah, yeah all yeah. good things well at your end yeah, yeah. good man hi okay yeah we're still working away uh, what what is now my opinion it's just my opinion on the red cab and I thought it was a wee bit of a stamp by Arfield. It's just my opinion. 
it could have went either way. It could have been two red. So what does the panel say? I know you've been talking about mm. it and things like that. To me, it could have been two reds. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. two reds, uh, Willie, in all my time. I, that, you For know, a tackle, anyway. So it's like me and Jordan getting into a head-to-head tackle. I, I just felt as if the the, the force and what he, he went in, because he went to ground as well, it was a lot more kind of dangerous. Uh, and I don't think Arfield actually caught him. Yeah. I, I just felt as that, if that's, Could you sum it up by saying then, you know, Arfield might have been in trouble had he got there, but but he didn't because by that time... He'd taken him out. Is that the way you see it? Is that I, what you're I, trying I, to say? I just think when yeah. he goes to ground... Uh, Considine and he takes and wipes everything and you can actually see because Arfield then tumbles over the top of him because he's just wiped out Arfield's body totally gone as I said at the time if he does if he's not if he's planted his leg he's in trouble because he's coming through him he can't stop with his momentum he's already committed to it Willie, whereas I thought Arfield was in control Willie if you go back and look at it again watch yeah. for Johnny Hayes at the top of the screen Johnny I've Hayes. seen Johnny Hayes grabbing his head yep. yeah, now, I've seen that that's, yep. that's because Johnny Hayes thinks Wow He's a certainty to get sent off And he's also thinking I hope Scott Arfield's okay after that Yeah Because uh, Johnny's had a few of them himself So uh, It's just my wee opinion But my second point was Now the Celtic game I'm a Celtic fan as you know And I thought Celtic never came out of second gear When they're playing weird teams I think they'll not come out of second gear to play the, the bigger teams like the Rangers and the Aberdeen and I think they'll need to step up a few because it was like second gear to me yesterday Well, you know I don't think you can say second gear the whole day long when they scored five goals um, and Neil Lennon was pleased with the the intensity of the performance uh, I do accept that they could have scored even more goals uh, but I thought that uh, you know they were made to keep intense by Hamilton Ackies who were getting um, a bit of joy out of the fact that at cross balls uh, it may be the first game of the season it may be rustiness but every cross ball every corner Ayer and Julien uh, are not aggressive enough to my way of thinking and they're going to give teams better than Hamilton Ackies and that means most of the teams in the Premiership they're going to give teams chances to score because they're just not aggressive enough. Lack of days ago for me. Is that something you saw as well, Willie, or has Hugh been a bit too harsh? No, no, he's just spot on. He's spot on. He needs to go and watch videos and how to bite people. <laughs> well, no bite people, you know, I'd be, I'd be a bit more aggressive. He's right. He yeah. needs to be more aggressive. They're six feet four, six feet five. How many Aki's players, to... Willie, when you're watching the game, how many Aki's players get headers off corners or free kicks? It, it, it happens nine, nine times eight, out of ten. Eight, eight out of ten. Yep, eight, eight out of ten, I would say. Yep, yep. But they need to, you're right, they need to be more aggressive. Willie, what, I'm going to record this call because you just said Hugh is spot on. We don't, we just don't hear it very often in the show. I'm going to, what's that? 25 to 8, 3rd of August. I'm going to write that one down. Willie, what about Patrick Clamalla? Um, you know, he was brought in actually fairly by our standards, a big transfer fee last summer. He's obviously got huge competition, but he scored quite quickly coming off the bench yesterday. You want to see a bit more from him? I'd like to see a bit more. I'd like to see him in Griffiths to see what like. Now, I know there were a wee couple of. 10 minutes here 10 minutes here to them but uh, I don't think Edward's going to be here much longer personally I think he's going to be going away so well I don't think Edward has ever voiced an opinion on the matter uh, all the Celtic players tell you that he's a very laid back character and he's he's not 
If he wanted to make his views known in public He just goes to his agent And, and uh, gets him to phone somebody uh, But I don't think Edward is in any way Agitating for a move I think Neil Lennon will have assured him That obviously he will be moving But Neil is asking him to stay For this unique season It will all come down to The money If somebody comes in by October And offers the biggest transfer fee ever seen in Scottish football Then of course Celtic have a decision to make But they have to make it Bearing in mind that if they don't win 10 They'll be blamed for selling him It seems seems settled to me Gordon That apparently they're in discussions With his representatives Increasing his contract uh, You know a longer period so that from that point of view, if he resigns, then I think that takes care of itself. However, if something happens within the window that someone comes in with substantial money or a club of good stature, then there's a question to be had. Uh, time will tell what part Patrick Lamalla can play, Alex. But in terms yeah. of putting the effort in, he's, he's clearly bulked up over the summer. Um, reports coming out of Celtic that he's made a great effort to improve his English sure. and, and get his, his body in the right shape as well. So. Fair play to him And he comes on And gets his goal Yeah I have to say His movement was excellent Gordon and you Running into that channel It was a lovely through ball And uh, you know He just catches it To the far post uh, Can I eliminate the goalkeeper So when you come on To make uh, your sub appearance Gordon You think to yourself Have an get impact on, get, yeah. on the goal, get on the goal trail uh, He did that You know And it was great for him Because I think when you go back A couple of years ago as well With Christy You know he was a bit slight And then he comes back All of a sudden He's been battling the weights And so anybody That puts a shift in For any club you know, you have to commend it for getting the results. Willie and Parkhead, thank you for getting in touch. We truly do appreciate you taking the time. Craig is a Rangers fan on the line. What stood out for you at the weekend, Craig? Well, I didn't sit down. Um, I, I, you know, my point really centres around the defence for me. Um, I think, you know, at the weekends, I watched both the Rangers and the Celtic game. Um, and I think, you know, Rangers, you know, Aberdeen, yes, you know, weren't at their very best. Um, they certainly, however, weren't as bad as they were when Celtic went there for the first game last season either. So they were somewhere in the middle, I would say. Um, and in the first half, Rangers were comfortable. But in the second half, I think you do have to say, because I think it'd be fair to say, Aberdeen did improve slightly and did ask one or two more questions of Rangers in the second half than they did in the first. There was no real clear-cut opportunities except the bit of a um, scramble um, that, that occurred for the, the free kick but even when that occurred I, I felt it was dealt with pretty competently and pretty strongly with Rangers you know Balligan really impressed me and I think if, if that kind of form can keep up throughout the season with having goals and you could have a solid partnership there um, and I think you know when you look at the Celtic defence um, and I think you know I think they could all agree that over the last season at least if not two the weakest part of both Rangers and Celtic's probably been their defending but although Celtic thoroughly deserved their win yesterday, a better team scores more goals than Hamilton did yesterday. Hamilton had like eight corners um, at Celtic Park. You know that means that was just about every time they get forward, there was a set piece. Now, except there's been a lockdown and there's rust and things like that. Um, but what I take when I look at the the Celtic team um, is that for me as a Rangers fan, that's where I get my biggest bit hopefully because going forward they're excellent defensively. They can be got at. And yesterday, the defenders were actually better going forward. Julian had a couple of good chances. Greg Taylor assists Frimpong for the goal. Um, and I mean, although to be fair, Celtic's first three goals were like a mirror image of each other. So Hamilton should have done better um, with those defensively. Um, although I accept the golfing quality, but still, you know, when three goals come in against you that are pretty much 
identical um, but with different players that's that's a question but as I say that, that gives me hope I think Celtic defensively against better teams if they don't improve we'll concede more because Hamilton particularly for the corners I think could have and arguably should have tested Scott Bay more and even could have had maybe another goal or two of themselves well, so, you heard me say to Willie the previous caller uh, for me 9 out of 10 balls in the box neither Julian nor I are get it and uh, the uh, number of chances that will fall to teams better than Hamilton Ackies and with the greatest respect to them that means most of the Premiership uh, better teams will take advantage of the fact that they are not as aggressive as they ought to be Celtic lost Jojo Seminovic and I understood the reason why Because in five years at Celtic He played 125 games 25 a season You need someone with greater durability Physical durability However They haven't replaced Simonovic And they do need In my opinion Another central defender in The obvious counter argument To Hugh And to Craig there Would be that Those defenders Saw Celtic concede just 19 goals In the Premiership last season And, and Celtic we're going to skim over everything that happened in terms of you know opening old wounds and, and how it was brought to a close but the gap when it was curtailed Hugh was comfortable with, with that defence so yeah, is, well, is, I, is, it, is it that much of a concern of course you can watch individual moments within games and say maybe that could have been better that could have been better um, but to concede 19 goals in 30 yeah, games and by I, the way Rangers did the exact same exact same uh, goals against column and uh, and I know that Celtic are arguably two games away from a quadruple treble if they beat Aberdeen in the, in the cup semi-final they'll have a chance of a quadruple treble for their Christmas at Hamden on the 20th of December so I, I do take that on board I just think that if you look at yesterday's game you look at a Hamilton Ackies side getting so much joy from corner kicks and cross balls and you think my goodness a better team than Hamilton Ackies will punish that we're a bit short on time Craig but I do want to give you the final say so if you could just make it quite quickly and then we'll give you a breather I know I'll be a reason because I think I agree with pretty much everything that Hugh said there which you know I mean Hugh's having a blinder because that's the last oh my goodness this will never <laughs> catch on <laughs> but um, I think you know I it is I, I just think when you're looking at a team as strong as Celtic are because they are um, you have to look uh, you know as as the underdogs because that's what Rangers are this season at where that weak spot yeah, is sure. and for me it is the defence and I think you know even if Morelos goes you know he's not the only good striker in the world if he goes we get decent money for him there's nothing to say we couldn't spend you know, four, five, six million, bringing in another striker that could cause problems. So that's where I think when Celtic do drop points, it will more than likely come from mm-hmm. poor defending or defensive mistakes than anywhere else in the park. The same could arguably be said for Rangers, unless Balligan um, keeps his performances up and builds a good partnership with, with Conor Goldson. All right, that was Craig and Cumbernauld. Thank you very much for your thoughts. Quickly on this teaser, eight Scots to have played in the Bundesliga. Uh, you've got Lambert, McLeod and McAnally. I'll take one more each. Ollie Burke. Ollie Burke, yes. Stephen Kloss. Is he Scotland? What part of Scotland is he from? My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> is he one of the Paisley Klosses? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking Germans. Oh, I'm used to Gordon DL coming out with those ones. Brilliant, oh, right? Mate. Ollie Burke, Paul Lambert, Martin <laughs> McLeod and Alan McAnally. When did the Bundesliga begin? That's just it's kind of Whenever old. Are there any older guys there? Well, older than Murdo? Yeah Yeah, there's Yeah, kind of similar Similar generation to Murdo 
I'll tell you what We'll give you thinking time We'll get the last four answers And kick off in Dingwall next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here We're up and running in Dingwall A minute and a half on the clock Ross County nil Motherwell nil So we'll keep you up to speed If anything happens in that one Before we go off uh, What about you two? I saw you having a wee meeting there at the break Just trying to come up with the answers uh, Trying to do better than before the break Where you thought that Stefan Kloss oh, right. Was one of the eight Scots to have played in the Bundesliga You've got a couple though Ollie Burke, Paul Lambert, Murdo McLeod Alan McAnally Any other Scots to play in the Bundesliga? Yeah, Mark McGee Yes, Mark McGee played for Hamburg didn't he? In the mm. mid-80s Eric Black never played did he? No, three no, to get Yeah I know I was just Just wondering if he went alone somewhere Three to get We're struggling at me You're making some good facials there But whoever Two in the late 90s And one in the mid 80s The one in the mid 80s is a bit Bit cheeky But the other two Doable It must have been people who left in Bosman's shoe Went over there yeah. Clubs might have picked him up I mean producer Dan probably wasn't born in the late 90s And he just popped his head through the door at the break And got one of these guys Right. He's a bit of a football geek though, Truth be told Did he then yeah. come back to Scotland This person? Uh, yeah I would say so Back to Scottish football Mm-hmm. Mm. Alright I'll give you some more thinking time Don't forget we're on Twitter At Clyde SSB So you can tweet in as well uh, What have we got? Robbie Collins says What do you think of the link Of Bio to St Mirren? Says Robbie I think Robbie is a St Mirren fan Well, I think it'd be I know it'd be good for St Mirren That's for sure I think it'd be good for Celtic and Bio uh, because at the moment he seems well down the pecking order. Um, there's Edward, then there's Griffiths, Klamala, there might even be a jetty if uh, the talks with West Ham and uh, Neil Lennon go well. So I think it would do him good to go somewhere, play regularly, and let everyone see if he has enough to offer for Celtic to bring him back. Yeah, got see the thing is there's no two ways about it. He's gone out and loan Hugh. My my only issue with the St Mirren thing is because if you move to Celtic for two million pounds, you are on a good salary. And knowing what St Mirren can pay at that level, mm. I'm not sure Celtic would subsidise that because I'm sure there'll be European clubs uh, who can actually pay a lot more towards his wage. So I think that may well be the stumbling block, the finances. Uh, however, if they could get him, I think it'd be a great signing. Uh, also on Twitter, Mark Grace says, great to have the football back at Clyde SSB. I'm a United fan, although we should have put away a 10-man St. Johnson. I'm quite happy with our first game back, and I think Mickey Mellon will do okay for us. I think they'll need to get a bit... I know they've signed the boy today, Gordon... Um, Ryan Edwards Ryan Edwards from Blackpool six foot five, Very imposing player Because the two centre-halves for me Are uh, a liability up at Dundee United um, Let's hear from that man Shall we? Mickey Mellon His first job in Scotland He's a Scotsman He's never played here Never managed here um, Took charge of Dundee United For the first time on Saturday Listen of course When you go a goal up And the opposition goes into ten men And you've played the way that you do Or you had done You would expect as professionals To, to see it out but I want to try and be honest all the time in my performances. I think we just maybe switched off in one little moment of detail that we have worked very hard on. The players will know that. And we just kind of were a wee bit, a wee bit loose um, when the ball turned over. And we got punished for that. It was a good finish from the lad. Every credit to St Johnson. We dug in like you would do when you have 10 men. And then we have to go and try and break down a block. We, we kept prodding and poking away at that. We just weren't able to um, undo a... 
uh, a, a pact block, if you like. But we'll learn more lessons from that and we'll move on. This is what it's about. We're in a transition. We've moved up a division now with a lot of players that are either playing in this level again for the first time in a long time or playing for the first time. As well as having a young 17-year-old out there making his debut, we will gather the positives and uh, we will move on to training next week and, and we'll be ready to, to, to move the club on again. Yeah, fairly honest assessment, Hugh. If you're up mm. against 10 men for the majority of the game and you're at home and you've got a one-goal lead, naturally you want to go on and win the game and you're disappointed that you don't. But... St Johnson Experienced in the top flight Been here Time and time again So to, to get that one point And give you something to build on it's, it's not the worst opening For Mickey Mellon No And it's not the worst For Callum Davidson The St Johnston manager either Because um, You know the, the odds were stacked against him Because of Michael O'Halloran's Rash behaviour uh, I think Michael O'Halloran Should know better Because he's needed By Callum Davidson He's a, a Good player for St Johnston uh, and he has to sharpen up in terms of the, the personal discipline. You heard, you heard I, I, Callum. I, I, sorry, Alex. I was going to say Callum Davidson saying we were actually going to bring him off because he was on a tightrope, and before they could even get round to off. it, he'd already um, committed another one. Gordon, I've actually watched him playing over the course of his career in Scotland, and I've never seen that in him. Hugh, it was mm. almost like a Tasmanian devil. You know, he's smashing into tackles and things, and you're thinking, what are you doing? But you know, and there has to be a level of kind of responsibility as well. Having been booked, Gordon, it's obviously cost him. But they've got a, t- a couple of tough games. Dundee United, they've got you guys. At the weekend And then they, they, they play Hibs after that So Baptism of fire for them County nil Motherwell nil Seven minutes on the clock Motherwell had a good chance From a free kick Chris Long took it He just tried to put Everything he had behind it And it was just rising All the time uh, And went over The bar counter On the attack at the moment though I think Liam Donnelly Felt that he was filled there Referee says no And it's going to be A corner kick to the Staggies uh, Good opening day win For Hibs And Jack yeah. Ross He was happy Not only with his defence But with Martin Boyle Who got the two goals as well First half where the tank threat was really good. Obviously scored the two goals and I think could have had more. The goal before half time changes the dynamic of the second half and we didn't say we didn't play well second half, but I mean that we didn't have any control of the game second half, but that credit to Commander for that. They were good second half and forced us back and we had to defend resolutely. And that was something that we worked hard on because we didn't do well enough at times last season. So pleasing that we were able to um, I don't mean see out the game comfortably, I don't think. That was the case, but we obviously limited them, I think, to few clear opportunities and then ultimately just pleased to win the game is what it's all about looking again. If he steers clear of injury, could Martin Boyle be one of your star men this season? Well, he was last season for me. Obviously, I was fortunate that when I came to the club, it coincided with his return to full fitness and he was um, outstanding for me. And by his own admission, I think he's, he's not felt as if he's been quite his best pre-season, but he assured us that he would be, would be right today. In fact, I think he told us he would score, so he did that. A bit of wildlife in the background yeah, yeah, of Jack yeah. Ross's interview there Just to, to brighten things up Martin Boyle Hugh He's one of the most dangerous attackers in the division on his day And we saw that at the weekend He's in a oh, The club are in a vulnerable position Because he's not long uh, to go on his contract And you know It, it wouldn't take an awful lot to tempt him money wise uh, But he looks as if he could form a decent partnership with uh, Kevin Nisbet So again it's that Transfer window dilemma uh, How badly did the club need money? The, the thing that struck me about his first goal Hugh, we, we all recognise his pace is blistering But you know the composure and you know, To knock it through Broadfoot's foot and Into that first post was excellent And you know that got him up and running But he's a big player going forward for Hibs this season Yeah a lot of expectation on Hibs this season They don't have the derbies this season as well It's been a, a summer where they've you know Been embroiled in, in gloating At what's going on at the other half of Edinburgh I think lots of you tipped them For kind of Maybe fifth. third, fourth Fifth place finishes 
The biggest thing will be when they have to face Hearts uh, in the semi-final of the Cup. Um, you know, that's one that Jack Ross really wants to win because for sure Robbie Nielsen will want to, Hearts will want to do whatever they can to get back at people because they feel they've been victimised. Uh, so that will be a big test of him. But as I say, the, the October end, the transfer window, I think somebody could be tempted to have a, have a nibble, yeah. Yeah, for Martin Boyle, yeah. Yeah, possibly. The thing is, because you can. But Hugh, there was quotes today saying, you've, yeah, accept 250 grand from him. There's no way you're going to sell him in the last year of his contract for 250 grand when you're already no. paying it. You need to try and keep your best players, try and get European football. Off the bar in Dingwall, and I think it has to go down as a great reaction save from Trevor Carson back. His mother was number one after the departure of Mark Gillespie, and he's shown that he. Is still quite a force to get by in that Motherwell goal. It came through to the back post. It was a very tight angle, decent finish from Ross County's wide man. Ah, but Carson just did enough, punched it up onto the bar, and it's a bit of a let off for Motherwell. What have you made of it so far? Yeah, I have to say, I think, uh, you know, the sentences now with uh, Ross County, they look as if they're on uh, the attack a uh, couple now. Carson, as you rightly said, they're gone. It's a lovely ball into the box for the right hand side. A little glance on. And Stuart comes in at the back post Reactive save onto the crossbar Brilliant save actually One of us said that they would not go down this season One of us <laughs> did say that And several callers tonight have said that I've been spot on You're so hanging on to it Mark that address down for those two callers Now get their Christmas cards ready yeah, He's hanging on to it Right I think that just about leaves us enough time to round off the teaser You're still looking for three more uh, Who are Scottish and have played in the Bundesliga What have you got for me? You've got Buck, Lambert, McLeod, McGee, McAnally we need clues um, Okay uh, Mid 80s Left Which No club? late late 90s So Played for Aberdeen Late 90s Yep And he has managed Stuart The, the boy over at uh, uh, Atalanta Stuart Ken No uh, He's managed at Glasgow City Oh, Scott, Scott Booth. Booth Scott Boothy. Booth, yep Who did he play for? Uh, Dortmund, I think it was He's in there as well um, mm. Right, another one I think uh, I'll just give you initials here It's getting so late B-O Brian O'Neill Brian O'Neill, there we go Played for Wolfsburg And the last one This is tricky Because he was he's, Yeah, I think he was born in Germany But he is Scottish Initials V-M I told you this was the hardest one V-M I'll just put you out your misery Just tell me the team he played for Cologne who would they play for here? Uh, Dundee DM In no. the 80s Vincent Many <laughs> Tough one Tough one We got there in the end Ross County nil Motherwell nil We'll give you all the reaction To that one tomorrow Back at 6 o'clock With Roger Hanna And Gordon Dale In the meantime You might as well stay right there Because Callum Gallagher is up next <laughs>